thanks to Fly Corporate. Direct flights to Brisbane from Tamworth. Book at flycorporate.com.au. Fly Corporate, your regional airline. Yo, yo, check this out. Yeah, check this out. Wake up. Wake, up. Wake me up. With JB for breakfast. I just love the good energy that comes from my radio. I love it. Awesome to listen to. Hashtag, Hashtag JB929. Tamworth. Let's go. Go, go, go. And there is a battle on our hands for world's richest person, Jeff Bezos from Amazon and Microsoft founder Bill Gates, usually C-swing when it comes to the title of the world's richest person. However, it now appears that billionaire Bernard Arnault may have a fresh claim to the crown. Who is Mr. Arnault? Well, he owns the French luxury firm LVMH. I think it'd have a cooler name than that, wouldn't it? And he's agreed to purchase the New York jeweler Tiffany & Co. for $16.2 billion or $24 billion all up. According to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, Mr. Enault, who's age 70, has a net worth of about $103 billion, just behind Mr. Bezos at $111 billion, and Mr. Gates at $110 billion. A nice buffer ahead of Mr. Warren Buffett with 86 bill, and Mark Zuckerberg at $76.3 billion. LVMH, which Bernard Alnault owns, uh, is 75 different brands. He owns some big ones. Louis Vuitton, Christian Dior, Fendi, Kenzo, Marc Jacobs, Sephora, as well as the watchmaker Tag Heuer and Don Perignon Champagne as well. Mr. Alnault's net worth rose by 1% after the Tiffany takeover was announced for a cool $2.1 billion. Of course, his claims for world's richest person will rest on how well he can reverse the Tiffany & Co.'s declining sales and its relevance to a younger generation. He purchased, well, he announced that he's looking at buying the New York jeweler for $16.2 billion. $16.2 billion. To make back his $16.2 billion investment in Tiffany & Co., He'll have to sell a lot of jewellery. Well, actually, no. With Tiffany & Co prices, not really. Fly Corporate are now flying from Tamworth to Brisbane. Flycorporate.com.au to book. JB for breakfast on 92.9. 10 past 8 right here at 92.9. JB for breakfast, all thanks to Fly Corporate, now flying direct from Tamworth to Brisbane. You can book tickets online anytime you like. Flycorporate.com.au. You might have read earlier on this week the federal government announced that they were committing to allowing no more young people into the aged care system by 2020. And all young people in care should be out of the aged care system by 2025. I have to admit, I was really surprised to uh, to hear all about this to start with. And look, I wanted to get some more detail. So I got in contact with a sensational organization called Young Care. And I've got the CEO of Young Care, Anthony Ryan, on the line joining me right now. How are you, Anthony? Thanks for having a chat with us this morning. Not a problem, and thanks for having us on your show. No, not a problem at all. Now, just roughly, because I was really surprised to even hear that young people with disabilities were in the aged care system as it was. Do you know roughly how many people are in the aged care system? Well, roughly, uh, at the moment, uh, there are 2,000 people each year that enter the aged care system. That would be nursing homes or um, aged care homes. And the reason being 
is Australia at this stage just does not have the infrastructure to be able to support the transition from people from hospital if they've got an acquired brain injury through a fall or a farming accident or a car crash or whether they've been born with, with a, an ailment, gets them into hospital and then they can't transition back into their mm. normal home. Really the only alternative um, up until the last couple of years has been aged care and nursing homes and it's horrendous, it's depressing for them. Yeah, yeah, I was about it. it. It must be. What do what do other sort of countries, I guess, around the world uh, do, and how different are we with this? Well, look, I was. Um, this is going to sound a little bit melodramatic, but it's not. Hmm. I was my previous um, CEO role. I was working in international development, and I was based a lot in Africa, and in particular, in a lot of the slums around Africa. And disability is sort of forgotten there and hidden away. And when I took on the role of leading young care, I thought I'd come back into a system and into a country which was really cradling and uh, looking after some of our most vulnerable. And I was really surprised that in some cases it was just as bad as what you'd find in the developing world. And, and the isolation was different because they knew what they could achieve mm. if they were able to access infrastructure that you and I could, but they could, they could see it, they could taste it, but they could never touch it. And that was the, the crippling thing for those people. And the families and the individuals just felt so isolated. Still do. Yeah. How does your organisation help get those young people um, out of the aged care system and, and transition them out? Well, we do three things, really. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things is that we are now strongly involved in advocacy and working with the Morrison government to uh, make them aware or help them make them aware of the issue. And I must admit, um, Stuart Roberts, uh, the, the Minister for the NDIA, has been a great listener and very quickly understood what the issue was and has been acting very quickly. So he established YPRAC, which is what, what we, we see, mm -hmm. which is, stands for Young People in Residential Aged Care. And we were, the, we were the group that helped create these targets of getting everybody out by 2025. Now, it is... So that one, that's one of the things we do, advocacy. The second thing is, of course, we build, and we're looking to build right across Australia. If there's any listeners that are finding themselves in inappropriate um, homes and they want to, and they've got high care needs, and they want some alternatives, please contact Young Care. And the third thing, and I think what the most important thing we do is we also provide grants to families and individuals who just want to stay in their own community. So mm. what I have seen, which is one of the most disgusting heinous aspects of disability within Australia is that we have not been able to keep people in their own communities, in their own environments where they're close to family and friends and their own interests and hobbies. And we've had to satellite them into areas where there's economies of scale. And that's been the hardest thing, seeing they know they're part of a, a number crunching system and we want to drive... Uh, resources into keeping people into Tamworth, into Dolby, into Chinchilla, wherever that needs to mm. be, we want them to be in their own communities. And so we give grants to allow them to stay where they need to feel um, life. Where we, we want young people to live a young life, quite simply. How ambitious is this target to get uh, young people out of the aged care <laughs> system by 2025? Is it fairly ambitious? Well, we, we consider that... Uh, over a, a long period of time, and we think the first uh, target of by 2022, no one really enters the system, yep. uh, is very reachable. The 2025 one, if, if everyone works together 
and we work with um, developers and investors and government, and we unite those to understand what sort of market we need to create to build uh, homes, to build apartments uh, that are fully automated, that allow someone to feel independence and choice and dignity. Um, that's a mammoth effort, but there seems to be goodwill everywhere. The community's behind it strongly. Uh, they think this is one part mm. of the Australian uh, social infrastructure that they they hate seeing. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think anyone anyone could argue about what we're trying to do. Yeah. And so there's the community's behind it. The government very much is behind it. So what, what, what we've never seen before is four cabinet ministers, including yeah. the prime minister, get up and say, "We understand our responsibilities and our cabinet to bring our our resources to this." So when you know, Minister Holbeck got up with Minister, with Minister Hunt and Stuart Robert and the Prime Minister. Um, we just found that a very, very um, strong statement, and it was backed mm. by the Labor Party as well. You know, they were there yeah. saying, we agree. It's got bipartisan support, so we're very optimistic that we'll hit that target of 2025. That is, uh, that's sensational news. That's really good that they are backing it and supporting it as much as they are. And I guess just looking at it on paper, the environment that uh, the age older people are looked in isn't it's not even compatible for those that have um you know that have disabilities it's chalk and cheese that's just me no, looking well, at well, it from outside it, 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 you're you're so right and i if i can just give two stories very quickly yeah, yeah. Uh, i know um, we're time poor at the moment but uh in one of our young care facilities there was a young man um at the age of 17 that put himself into a nursing home because he could see the pressure on his mum and dad was driving them apart, and he didn't want to be responsible for them to separate. So he organised his own transition into a nursing home. And within months, they found out that there were bruises on his arms and legs. He's got cerebral palsy. He wasn't able to communicate uh, verbally. And uh, they thought the worst, that might have been a carer, but it wasn't. He was in a, where he was, it was a dementia ward, and the patients were, one patient was coming in at night time and biting him. Uh, and he couldn't move, he couldn't go out, uh, and that was part of his fear. But he said to us that the fear of that um, situation was far less than the pain that he was seeing with his parents separating. So that was, that, that's a decision that our young Australians, which still chokes me up, as you can tell, mm. are having to, to make. And then another story um, in our Wollongong young, um, young Care Facility, we've got an ex-Navy uh, guy. He went to Iraq as part of the armed services. On his way back, he smoked a cigarette that was laced with a drug when they were out on a out on leave. Mm. And uh, in India, in Goa, he had a heart attack, collapsed, and got an acquired brain injury as a result of that. And we would have thought that an Australian Navy person brought back into the system would have been cradled by our health system. Uh, he was stuck in and out of residential aged care uh, and what we would call inappropriate care for 11 and a half years. He was in isolation. He was the man that had basically given his time to our country and we couldn't give him back to him. So yeah. when he came to Young Care and had his first shower, because he wasn't showered in those facilities, they had only sponge bathing, he cried when he felt the water falling against his back. Those simple human values mm. and things that we take for granted have just not been provided to some of our most vulnerable young Australians. 
I hope that this gets off the ground between now and 2025. And look, it sounds like we're uh, making the right steps. So those two horrible stories you just mentioned then are a thing of the past and uh, and and long forgotten. Just quickly, Young K, you guys do a great job. If people want to support what you guys do, uh, give us some details. Uh, you can contact us um, via our website, Young Care. We'd really love any support that we can take, particularly into Christmas. Yeah. We're right in the middle of, of, of supporting um, as many young people as we can to get them home, really, uh, and to spend home with their, with their family. So yeah. any support would be greatly appreciated. Anthony Ryan, the CEO of Young Care, thank you so much for having a chat with us today. And look, definitely keep in touch with uh, how things proceed from here. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks for the opportunity. Did you know that Brisbane was the first place in the world to serve up a lamington? What? Book with Black Corporate right now and get some yourself. Blackcorporate.com.au to book JB for breakfast on 92.9. JB for breakfast, all thanks to Fly Corporate, our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. Download the My Maccas app today. Take advantage of the 30 days and 30 deals throughout November. This one wrapping up on Saturday. So look, definitely take advantage of it before it does wrap up. Today you can get a small Big Mac meal and cheeseburger for just $5. How good is that? And tomorrow it's a $2 McChicken. What an awesome deal. And there's one the the day after that and the day after that and the day after that. So look, download the My Maccas app today and take advantage of that. What do you reckon about bin inspectors? It's a thing on the go- on the Sunshine Coast. They've got bin inspectors out there. Uh, and rummaging through your bins to make sure that you're recycling correctly. It's all part of a eight-week trial that's currently underway where bin inspectors will visit 1,500 homes on a weekly basis to check what is in the residents' recycling bins. The councillor, Joe Jezevic, said the purpose is a little bit of advice and a bit of education. Uh, it mirrors a similar scheme that was done with a council in Victoria to rave reviews. The council said the random inspection plan is to ensure residents are putting the right items in the right bin and to reduce the impact of contamination. Uh, they they put a little sticker on your bin. They'll still take the bin away, but basically if you uh, have recycled well, they'll put a little uh, smiley, happy face sticker on your bin. And if you haven't done all that well, they'll put a bit of a face on it, a sad, angry face on your bin, and then leave a letter there with what you've done wrong. Maybe, I don't know, put the glass in the normal normal bin and you could put it in the recycling bin, that kind of stuff. As a bit of an educational campaign, a Sunshine Coast community Facebook page when discussing the trial was quite divided on it. One wrote, many councils use this initiative to assist people to understand the correct disposal of waste is a good idea. Others were less than impressed. It's a waste of time and money. What will they end up checking next? One asked. Uh, It comes as the Queensland state government announced a major crackdown on waste. Plastic straws, cutlery plates and stirrers could soon be banned in Queensland after the state government planned to cut down on waste. A law forbidding the supply of single-use plastic items will be introduced to Parliament next year. Their Environment Minister, Leanne Inok, said the government was also looking at extending such a ban to plastic cups, coffee cups and heavy-duty shopping bags as well. What do you reckon? Good idea or do you think that we should just do what we do now and just, you know, occasionally run some television ads and some Facebook messages about what you can and can't do 
when it comes to recycling and maybe keep the actual hands-on Big Brother is watching approach out of it. Love to know your thoughts. You can call us anytime you like, 676-2929 or, of course, Yakawa on Facebook. And that is our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. Download the My Maccas app today and take advantage of 30 days and 30 deals. Did you know that Brisbane was the first place in the world to serve up a lemmington? What? Book with Black Corporate right now and get some yourself. Flycorporate.com.au to book. JB for breakfast on 92.9. JB for breakfast, all thanks to Fly Corporate. One contestant on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah. That's the Wheel of Fortune theme song in the States. I can't remember our one here in Oz sounding as cool as that. Who was the host of Wheel of Fortune in Australia? It was John Burgess again, wasn't it? Baby John. I think Larry Emder did it for a little while there, and that failed. I mean, Larry Emder can't host a game show and have it fail. There must have been problems with the wheel or something for it to fail with Larry Emder hosting a game show. Surely he was like the 90s generation Tony Barber. But anyway, a Wheel of Fortune contestant in the States, you'd be spewing, missed out on $15,000 in cash and prizes over a technicality which is just dividing listeners in the States. It's crazy. Kristen Shaw appeared on the US version of the popular game show. They had the one where there was four words on the screen. You had to guess what the words were. And they all had the word field in common. So field was the common word around it. The correct answers were right, football, left, Sally. So you had right field, football field, left field and Sally field. Ms. Shaw managed to guess all four words. However, she didn't end up winning because she accidentally uttered the word end in between left and Sally. I mean, that's how you normally say it. You'd say, and I'd like to have a guess, please. And the host goes, and what are your answers? So I could host it. And then you'd go right, football, left, and Sally. But because end wasn't actually up on the board... They didn't let her win it. And then another contestant swooped in and, of course, answered it correctly, stolen her answers, hasn't put the end in there, and won. She missed out. You'd be spewing. She's missed out on $8,000 worth of prize money and a holiday to Nashville, which I guess for an American, a trip away to Nashville is like a, a trip to the Gold Coast or something here in Oz, but I mean, nothing to... Scott. Well, actually, I should say, if you're in Sydney, it would be like a trip here to Tamworth because, of course, Nashville, capital city, uh, country music capital of the states, capital music capital of uh, Australia is, of course, us. She lost 15 grand worth of cash and prizes just because of that. Of course, there's been uproar about this. Everyone's suddenly going on Twitter. The, uh, the production company behind it have spoken out. They've explained the controversial decision in an interview. They said it's a long-standing rule that you have to read the answers off the board as they are written on the board. Contestants are thoroughly briefed prior to the show and the host often reminds them of this rule when solving a puzzle of that particular category. It's just crazy. I, don't, I reckon here in Oz, we're a lot kinder with that. I can't see... John Burgess or Larry Emder not letting him win it, hey? Surely not. Maybe Tony Barber. Fly Corporate and now flying from Tamworth to Brisbane. Flycorporate.com.au to book. JB for breakfast on 92.9.